0: to another episode of A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle the often complicated world of money and wealth. My name is Kevin. And this is Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to all things money.
1: Our goal here is to help you build wealth. It is important to note here that we are not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. What we share on this podcast should be taken as general education and financial entertainment and should not be misconstrued as official financial advice. That's right, Van. Yeah, you know we want to make money and finance.
0: I forgot about this last episode. Oh, okay, that's what I'm bringing it in. Cool. It's kind of like when you get onto the freeway and it there's nobody on there. Oh. And you just take a nice smooth. Surprise. I love. that. Don't you love that?
1: <laughs> yes. It's more of a California reference for you folks out there. Well, I think most other people get it all the time. So yeah. They, they're they, like, what? What
0: do you? What do you? Why do you like that? Exactly.
1: And they, they're probably thinking that oh, this is this is a normal Monday. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, I was actually when I was in Florida for a business trip, and yeah. I was just amazed at how little traffic there was, and I was driving my uh, Dodge Charger and just just stomping it. (laughs) Oh, man. Going like uh, 100 miles an hour. It was pretty awesome. Oh, what's the speed limit out there? Not 100. Oh, man. Shame (laughs) on you. Just kidding.
0: How's it going, Van? been a while since we last chatted. Yeah, it's going well. Going well. How about yourself? Good, good, good. We're uh, excited about doing this podcast Mm -hmm. because we're uh, getting... We're starting to get more consistent with our with our timing. I feel like, right, which is right. good.
1: So uh, we're running out of topics, and we're starting to pile them up again. Sure, yeah. But uh, you know, before we go into our topic today, sure. I actually, I want to talk to you about. Uh, I know you were using some budgeting software. Right? Yes, sir. And, um, yes, you, I was. It's like a new version and all that. So why don't you tell us more about that? Yeah. Well,
0: you guys have heard me talk about Van. You need a budget or YNAB is a budging tool that I had used previously and I was telling Van uh, off podcast about how the fact that they I was recently thinking about upgrading into their cloud-based software called YNAB online and I have made the switch. Wow. Okay. That's right. I, so, I pulled, the, pulled the pulled the trigger. So, pleasant experience so far? Or what, what it was challenging at first because their methodology changed a little bit. Mm, um, and sure. I don't want to bore you with all the details, but it's, at the end of the day, they changed their methodology. I wasn't really on board with it at first, but then after reading through some forums and seeing how people have migrated from the old software to the new... I kind of figured out, okay, you know, maybe this is something I can try out. And I, I will admit the convenience of having it at the on your mobile phone and being able to have things actually be connected with your financial institutions is pretty nice.
1: Oh, that's great, Kevin. I've been looking, trying to figure out what was a good... Budgeting software as yeah. well. And again, we're not being sponsored or being paid to say at this all. at all. But Not at all. Uh, it, sounds like a, it sounds like something that I should take a look at at least.
0: Yeah. The, the bum, bummer thing about WyNab is that it does cost a monthly mm. fee and an annual fee. So the total cost each year is $83, which is okay. not cheap by any stretch, especially when right. there are free budgeting software out there. But I do think that YNAB does do it the best. And I kind of was already grandfathered in if you will. I
1: see. Did did you get a special rate? Is that what happened?
0: No, you know, I, if I pulled the trigger earlier, remember van, I was telling you, I was like, Oh, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about it. If I had done it, then I would have been a lot cheaper, but I think they're getting a lot more prominent as well. And people are recognizing that it's a good tool because they do break it down. You know, you mentioned personal capital as well as mint. And I know both of those are free applications and they have budgeting software as well. And I probably would have done that had I not been grandfathered in. But I could totally see why YNAB is so popular with folks who don't really know how to do it because they literally handhold you through that process. And they make it look all, oh, it's like caricatures, like little kids smiling about budgeting. (laughs) You know, it's like personal capital and mint. They don't have that same feel, but the, the market is just different. I think they're smart. YNAB is smart in going after like, just people who are like, I know I need to do some sort of budgeting,
1: and I'll just do it. Right, because I know it's it's near the beginning. It's still the beginning of the year, and I exactly. think that it, a lot of people probably are making New Year's resolutions and so forth. And yeah, great point, and personally, I think creating a budget and sticking to it is a great resolution yeah. to, to go by. And sounds like you know you can use. Uh, paid software like YNAB mm-hmm. or something like Mint or, some, or you know, something or yeah. something similar that you can do, do even free, even like Excel would be fine too. Yeah, absolutely. But it's um, because It just I, takes a little bit more effort, right? Yeah. Right. Um, because you say with YNAB you pay like a, you know this small fee every single month and so forth. But sometimes I wish for things like personal capital. I, I can get like a more premium service for a small yeah. fee as well. Agree. And a lot of times because with personal capital you can only see your net worth a year at a time or a sliding year throughout the yeah. year but I would love to see like what it looked like from the beginning of time and till today. Yeah. Things that's like a that. good point. So that's and I'm point. sure there are other really expensive software that does that for you but yeah. it would be nice if there's a web application that does that for you as yeah. well and uh, if actually if, if anybody knows of one definitely let us know because that's yeah. something I've been trying to find but I haven't I haven't had any luck.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh so far so good, Van. Cool. All oh, my name. Nice. So, today, Kevin, what are we talking about? Yeah, we're going to do... We're continuing the tax theme, Fan. Oh, tax theme. Something that I enjoy. I know not a lot of people enjoy, but... I, I think today's episode is pretty interesting because a lot of people probably have heard about the big tax bill of 2017 that was uh, that was passed. So we actually heard that we're we're a
1: little too late to talk about this <laughs> a little bit. It's, a little it's, bit. Been a few, it's been a couple of months. That's but, true. But I think it's it's good that we we have this time because now we can kind of digest it and uh, fully understand it more. Because Absolutely. Before it was it was still nothing was really ironed out yet, right? Exactly. And there was still a lot of ambiguity of of, uh, of what this bill actually yeah. means. So, and I will, in the news flash, it's there's still ambiguity. Sure. And that's the yeah. thing. And that's, that, that's part of what the politicians need to figure out. Yeah. I think uh, they were saying that it was like uh, the stack, um, Obamacare was like maybe like this stack. And then yeah. the, uh, you, you guys can't see my, fi- my yeah, <laughs> but they can't see that, man. But <laughs> the, uh, but the tax bill was like maybe like twi- double that stack yeah, or something like that. Right. Sure. So uh,
0: how, how crazy it's is complex, that? Complex, man.
1: Yeah. Well, remember last week's episode,
0: we talked about how a tax code is, it's like all of William Shakespeare's thing. Remember, we played right. the game and you said it was a true statement. I mean, that just goes to show you how crazy and complex our tax mm. code is. So, Okay. But that's what we're talking about today, man. Today, uh, we're not trying to be political or anything like that, right? Yeah, we're going to definitely leave the politics out of this. This tax bill, as probably everybody has heard, was incredibly partisan. and. At the end of the day, Van and I, are we're, we're non-partisan in mm-hmm. what we're talking about. Finance affects everybody. Yeah. There is no right or wrong in this. And at the end of the day, the tax law passed. And it is the tax law of the land. And we're just really going to talk about that. We're going to stick to the facts and pretty much just mention that these are general broad strokes, Van. Because at the end of the day, there are some crazy complexities that go way beyond what we are talking about. Mm-hmm. Um And... You know, I encourage you to do your own research for that, but we're just going to talk very generally speaking on some of the
1: major changes to the tax code. All right. Very cool. And I read somewhere that this is actually one of the biggest tax codes since uh, the tax reform in, was it 1986? Yeah, it's yeah. the
0: biggest change uh, in, the, in the last 30 years. If you can imagine, Van, back in 1986, the last time we changed the tax code, it was just... There were three main things, right? We changed the income tax rate from 50 to 28%. Oh my goodness, that's right? nuts. You mean Cor- the, the, the highest tax highest rate? Highest tax rate, Wait, right. Um, that, is that right? From 50. Oh, this is. This is 86. And then right after oh, okay. that, they, they increased that 28% slowly, gradually up to 39%. Oh, I see. So okay. it's just these were the changes back then. They went, the corporate tax rate went from 46 to 34. And then, of course, we ended up higher than that. Income brackets used to be 14 and then it jumped, it was decreased to two. So there, that was hailed at that time, the biggest tax reform change in history. Mm, okay, and wow. we just did it. So we just, we're living through history right now. Wow. Okay. So that's, that's the, the craziness behind this tax bill.
1: So whenever my kids read history, book, they'll, they'll see this moment in their history. Book. That's right. Oh, wow. And they will say, daddy, that was you. And we'll say, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) But no, yeah, it just shows you the magnitude of why this was so partisan and why
1: it impacts so many and why Van and I thought it was important that we did an episode about it. Right. And it's something that anybody who's dealing with finance can never avoid taxes or taxes is always going to be a part of this. Exactly. I know taxes aren't really sexy per se, but it's something that you have to still understand to really... You know, build your wealth and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's
0: a part of life and you're going to have to understand how taxes impact wealth building. And the more you know about it, which was the point of last week's episode about getting you guys more information on just the general terminology regarding taxes. If you're more coherent about it and you're more cognizant about it, you should be able to better
1: plan for it. But, yeah. So, again, uh, similar to the last week's episode, uh, um, I'm going to be asking que- Kevin all the questions because clearly he's the, the tax man. No,
0: no. I don't, <laughs> I don't call I don't it that.
1: Do. But uh, let's, let's go ahead and get started with, um, now let's talk about some of the things that, the main things that changed in the laws. Sure, right? Sure, So, yeah. I know tax brackets was really changed and it, it was really shooken up um, across the board. So yeah. So, why don't you tell us
0: about that? Sure. I mean, last week, Van, you remember we talked about that there are seven tax brackets. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Seven. One, yeah, seven. <laughs> Newsflash: In the new tax bill, which is already in effect, is also seven, but all "quote unquote" decreased. Right? The lowest bracket being ten percent. It was in the previous bracket. It was ten, fifteen, twenty-five, twenty-eight, thirty-three, thirty-five, thirty-nine point six was the highest. Okay. In the new ta- uh, tax threshold, you still have a low of ten percent, but then it just gradually goes. Up. So twelve percent, twenty-two percent, twenty-four percent, 32%, 35
1: ending at a high of thirty seven. Any idea how they came up with these numbers? Is is it just the numbers you, that drew out of a hat, or what, you know, what do you think?
0: I think it's uh I think it was a compromise, frankly. Because okay. you needed a certain amount of people to tax this tax bill. They everybody represents different constituencies amongst those tax groups. So I do think that there is there is a so the the government, the U.S. government has a what is called a, an Office of Management and Tax, but a division, if you will, and they run these numbers for you. So they'll mm. say if you tinker with oh, thirty seven percent is the high. What is the uh, potential the tax oh, exactly? So my guess is they did some sort of solution and they're like this is what we feel like is the right thing. I see. But the key thing is you have to remember when they went into this tax bill they wanted to cut taxes. So they needed to show some sort
1: of tax cut in across the board I see. on each of the tax income brackets not just for the high, not just for the high income earners or on the lo- exactly. um, low income earners and so forth. Exactly. Uh, I noticed that um, the tax bubble like between the what was before the 28 to 33% is really gone or is really reduced right exactly yeah. exactly so there's there's all these
0: different ways again goes really beyond the complexities we want to get to today just know that at the end of the day there was a tax cut across all tax brackets and yeah. I mean, and ultimately that's the idea. And then to understand what the actual tax bracket you fall under, I encourage you guys to look just Google income tax bracket for 2018. You can see the thresholds have changed as well. Right. So who used to qualify in the old system at, you know, whatever, 28%, maybe you're at 24%, maybe you're at 32%. It just depends on your tax. But generally speaking, everybody
1: got a tax decrease Okay. in the percentage. Very cool. Awesome. So uh, there's also some changes with exemptions as well, right so
0: yeah, this was the big, big change uh with regards to the tax bill outside of the you know the the tax bracket itself then last week, we talked about exemptions just again being a value used to decrease your tax due right, and exemptions were very helpful. You were able to take a personal exemption, so for you and your wife. Um, you are able to have a qualifying exemption for your children and all that. This was allowed in the previous structure. Mm -hmm. In the new structure, these are all gone. Really? Wow. And that's it. There's all gone. There's no... It wasn't reduced. It wasn't... It was just completely taken off the table. Okay. Now, you might ask, well, why did someone do that? I thought the whole point was to reduce taxes. Exemptions were supposed to be helping you reduce taxes. Why would you take that away? Well, I'll tell you why, Van. Because they are doubling what is the standard deduction now. So last week, again, you might recall standard deduction, just like exemptions, are used to reduce the amount of taxes you owe. Uh, Well, a standard deduction in this case, by doubling it, you effectively are increasing the amount that you're able to to take off of your tax due. Right. So that was kind of the exchange. I take away exemptions, but I'm going to double... Your standard deduction
1: So uh, I think uh, You had had uh, You had some sort of Statistic last uh, Week That the current Standard deduction w- Would have um, Like I think Like 70% of the people That's right Could uh, Basically Just do standard deduction Because that's what They qualify for Right but for uh, for the 2018 tax law, I mean, what is it? What is the percentage of people again that would qualify for? The- yeah, ninety four percent most likely huh? under this new law.
0: Okay. Uh, in terms of whether or not you would take a standard deduction or you would itemize de- your deductions, uh, by changing it to now a threshold that basically doubles what you were at in 2017. In 2018, they estimated about 94% of American household families are going to do the standard deduction. Less paperwork, which is good for the government and for taxpayers. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, you do
1: lose the exemption. So you have to keep that in mind. Sure. So uh, in a way, you you gain some and you lose some. Absolutely. But I would say... In general, do you think it's a good or bad thing, I mean, or does it depend on each person? It really depends, and that's why it's so political and partisan,
0: Van, because it's a really good question. For some people, it's like, oh, that's great, and some people really actually nets out equal, and then you have another group of people who actually lose out in this, because the exemptions were a lot more than what they were deducting. You know, you have, you especially uh, imagine if you are a married couple and you have three kids, you know, you would have had five exemptions that you could have used that each valued at 4,000. Now that's 20,000 gone, right? Sure. You got a doubled in your, in your, uh, standard deduction, but previously married filing jointly, which would have been the case for a family of two and three kids, you would have had 13,000, right? Mm. Now you, yes, you increased to 24,000 under the new law, but that's, $10,000, $11,000 Ten thousand, eleven thousand increase, right?
1: Right. You lost twenty thousand in exemptions, right? And then if you had a mortgage, and then you had property tax and all yeah. that, I mean, it could go well beyond the twenty four thousand that the yeah. standard deduction is, right? But without that twenty thousand uh, dollar exemption, then you may not even go anywhere near twenty four thousand to you know itemize at that. point. Exactly, okay.
0: and then that's the point. So you you do lose out for some people. Sure. Pros or cons? Again, Van and I are not going to get into the to the politics of this, but. That's the reality of the okay. situation. Very cool. So, um, so, but yeah, I mean, pre-existing law, almost everything doubled. Not quite doubled, but, you know, it, it went up significantly. Right. So, uh, you know, speaking of itemized deductions, so th- that has changed as well, right? Exactly. And this impacts you and me, Van, quite a bit. Because I, I, think, I think given where we are, especially in California, um, we have high taxes and we have high property value. So that means we usually have to take a bigger loan. And Typically, you remember, Van, itemized deductions were able to write off property taxes, state and local income taxes. Those used to have no cap. In other words, if you pay huge property taxes, I pay huge property taxes, regardless of what that is, you can claim all that as part of your itemized deductions. The Government has now said, I'm capping you at 10000 That's crazy. Yeah. So that's why you might recall, folks. You know, last week Van talked about how he prepaid his uh, property taxes for 2017 2018, right? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. Which was really smart because he was able to take advantage of 2017's no cap and, you know, still utilize the $10,000 cap in 2018, but he's only paying. One property tax. Yeah, so it, it really, for people who have multi-million dollar homes, it really hurts them quite a bit. Yeah, it's right, it stinks. But the, but I would imagine people who make multi who have multi-million dollar homes, you're getting a huge tax saving on the tax bracket. The okay. 2%, right, from sure. 395 to 37 So it's like, it's so hard to say who is the mm. winner and loser in all of this. There's but, just, it's just so hard.
1: But I, I was uh, I was actually looking through my news feed, and I saw there was a, I mean, it wasn't an article I would normally look at, but uh, Jennifer Aniston was giving, like, a quick tour of her 20, oh, really? $21 million home. Oh, is that what you and, do on the side, no, I, man. Just, I just <laughs> saw a link for it, and I thought, I was just thinking, oh, man, like, the property tax on that is, like, Probably close to a quarter million a year, right? So crazy. And in the past, she was able to deduct all that quarter yeah. million. But in this case, she can only deduct only $10,000 out yeah. of that quarter million. Yeah. I which mean, is... I don't think anybody's crying over uh, Jennifer no, Aniston. No, no. But, many, but I'm, I hear you. I'm just thinking that it's just... A, it, I'm surprised that they didn't get more of a backlash on that. but. Yeah. Maybe being, you know, maybe being uh from 37% tax bracket versus 39%. Maybe that's what the difference is. I, I have no idea.
0: Well, you know, I I know we say we want to keep politics out of it, right. but part of this is just the obviously we can't ignore that this was done under a Republican administration. Sure. So yeah. the People who impacts who are impacted the most by this tax bill are ultimately higher tax states. Mm-hmm. California being one right. of them, New York being one of them. Oh, Guess all, what? All, all, all them blue states. Exactly, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. So that that's just that's part of the conversation. Sure. And um, frankly, the people you know, no, none of the senators or and very and none of the Democrats voted for this bill. So mm. that just goes to show you, in terms of how this works, in terms of how. Why, you know, to your point, why didn't, why wasn't there much more pushback? There definitely was. Right. It's just, they, were, they had no control what, over what they could do about okay. it. Okay.
1: And uh, even with the mortgage, I think before you had a limit of a um, million dollars in um, mortgage interest. Is Absolutely. it mortgage value or mortgage interest? home Mortgage interest. Mortgage yep. interest. Okay. So yeah, that's a good point, Van.
0: It was a million you could write off. We weren't even close to that. Right. But, um, you know, some people in California actually are. They've capped that to seven hundred fifty thousand. So okay. again,
1: you and I are like, eh, that's fine. We're not going to pay right. that much a year, but it it, it does impact people. For right, sure. But I'm just thinking of people. Uh, some of my friends who has just recently bought homes in um, like in Irvine or like you know those high cost areas that are yeah. you know, are north of eight hundred nine hundred thousand. Yeah, I mean those guys are they're probably they're they're probably counting on. <laughs> Being able to deduct all of that interest and then deducting all of their, uh, their mellow and their property tax and all that. So it's uh, yeah, it's just, it must be hurting them quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know, there's also other changes, Van. I mean, medical expenses, they did give you a little bit more. So there's some pros and cons and that's ultimately what this tax bill is. There's, they, they give it and then they take (laughs) it away. That's, that's (laughs) kind of what happened. I mean, we talked about state and local income taxes, medical expenses. Now it used to be, you know, you had to pass, it had to be more than 10% of your adjusted gross income. Right. Now it's uh, reduced to
1: 7.5%. Okay. So that, uh, so that kind of helps. Right. Because uh, I
0: read a rumor that that was supposed to go away altogether, right? Yeah. Yeah. It probably, honestly, it, it probably, all these things were so rumored to have been. It was granted and then taken,
1: you know, taken away, and it was just crazy. Yeah, the, the biggest rumor I saw was that they were going to reduce our four hundred and one k contributions to like oh, was that like twenty five hundred bucks a oh, year or wow. something like that, and I was thinking, wow, that is nuts, but. I mean, thankfully, it didn't go through. But again, it's it's just to tell you that the the government can really just change these laws if if they need more tax revenue, they'll do that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Some other ones that I
0: put out here that are are a little bit more, you know, could pertain to some folks. Charitable gifts used to be deductible. It still is, but they've increased that to uh, sixty percent now. So you can actually take a little bit more for charitable donations for certain cash gifts. Again, you should consult your accountant if you end up doing, you know, you have an accountant or do some research online if you really are not sure whether or not you can itemize or not. Uh, Casualty and theft losses, that has been taken out only and reduced only for federally declared disaster zones. Certain job expenses in the past, like, oh, you have certain job-related purchases. Those used to be deductible. Those are no longer deductible. Mm, So, again... I don't know of how much this is going to impact you. The big ones are really state and local income taxes and the home mortgage interest. Now, very cool. Wow. Okay. So it's it's pretty. Uh, those are some pretty big sweeping changes, actually. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's it. You know, I'm curious how it's going to shake out for like you and me, Van, because we're kind of we're kind of in Board between. Line line, yeah. yeah. Like I just I'm very curious to see how it is because we both pay prepaid our uh, property taxes, but I'm curious. In twenty, you know, the actually, well, I guess twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. when you're filing those taxes, when you have a full year of tax property taxes, I think we might feel a little bit more like, oh, we used to got, we used to get so much more back, or sure. something like that. So okay,
1: yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting it'll to be see easy. what uh, uh, the software t- comes out. Yeah, of <laughs> yeah, you, you owe the IRS this. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be. Quite the, uh, quite the experience. Okay. And also, uh, just kind of moving along, but uh, the child tax credit, I mean, that, there's some big changes there too, right? Big changes. So again, because of what I had mentioned earlier about you know
0: the, the example of the, two, the couple, you know, with the three kids, they realize, okay, there are those limitations, right? You lost out on the exemptions. We gave you the standard deduction, but it wasn't enough. So they're like, okay, for those working families, we're going to throw in a child tax credit. Which is already there. So previously, if you recall from last week, it was 1000 per child. Now they've doubled that. So each child is now $2,000 uh, for each qualifying child with an additional $500 non-refundable credit for qualifying dependents that aren't children. So mm, okay. let's say you're, that same family had, they're also taking care of one of the parents. You know, and they're living at the home now. You get a five hundred dollar deduction, additional deduction to help mm-hmm. offset that. So it's to throw you a bone for those
1: types of situations. But, it's, but again, not a lot. But it's non refundable, right? So non meaning, meaning that exactly. I, don't, I, don't, I think uh, maybe you can explain what non refundable versus refundable sure. means because so, there's a big difference there. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. a good question. Again, folks, uh, non refundable meaning you know when you have a tax due, it will zero, it will go, it will help you zero that out. But it, if you, but it won't give you any type of return. So the, the most that it could do is get you to zero. A refundable is, regardless of if you owe or not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to zero it out, but then potentially pay you any mm. of, of the difference back to your pocket. Interesting. So yeah, I mean, with the increase in the child tax credit, though, uh, if you folks remember, uh, the additional child tax credit, which is part of the child tax credit, is refundable. So, in other words, anything that's over and above what you know your taxes are, you do get a portion of that back mm. now you're working with two thousand dollars instead of a thousand, so per child, so that's very helpful. So, the maximum credit under the old law was a thousand now it's two thousand uh non child dependence wasn't part of the old law now it is it's five hundred dollars mm. um and the maximum refundable in the past was a thousand now you can actually get up to fourteen hundred so
1: very. Right.
0: So yeah, it's it's thrown, you know, definitely throwing a few bones this
1: way to try to help offset some of the increase in costs right. for some of these folks. But it's interesting to see because we yeah, you're right though, because I don't think everybody anybody knows until they've actually filed next year exactly what it will look like <laughs> exactly in, in the real world <laughs> exactly cuz it's just there's so many
0: variables changing okay. uh, in terms of the tax code. If it was just this band like you could then evaluate, oh, am I going to be actually make money or, or get a refund or am I going to pay more. But when you're tying this to changes in exemptions and in deductions, I mean, it's the biggest tax
1: bill change in 30 right. years. So. Right, because normally when I would uh, – the way I would modify my W-4 is I I know because of previous years, I, I have a good understanding of how much taxes I pay. Yeah. And I would I would adjust the W-4 so that I know how much I need to withhold every month. Yeah. So that way, almost like – not really zero out, but like get pretty close. Yeah. But in this case, I have no idea what my tax bill is going to be yeah. looking like. So The good yeah, news is the,
0: the government has – has noted that that will be an issue for a lot of people because a lot of people are like, that mean, I have to refill out all my W-4s again. And the, the answer to that is yes and no, no. If you, if you care then you should evaluate and change it. But if you don't care, they actually are going to transition you to what they
1: think is the right appropriate based mm. upon your old responses.
0: Interesting. If that makes
1: sense. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so one other change I keep hearing on the news is this uh, alleged, Corporate tax rate. A legend. Right? Yeah, Corporate tax rate. That's right, man. Uh,
0: corporate tax rate did change. And this is huge and less impacting people's taxes. But corporate tax rate went down to 21%, which is huge, and it, huge it, it, that's, almost, that's about half, right? Almost half. Yeah. yeah almost half. It, and, that's, and this is permanent. Because everything I've said up, up, up above about the personal was actually they're going to sunset in about f- eight years or so. So and then revert back to where it is today. This, for the corporate tax rate,
1: however, it's it's for sure. This is how it is until the next law changes it. Interesting. Yeah. So they have to bring out another bill that is not, basically another Shakespearean novel or play <laughs> if they really want
0: to change right. it. And that that's that's a huge huge thing um, that is going to impact a lot of corporations and indirectly impact a lot of consumers as well. Interesting.
1: Because is this the lowest it's ever been, or is it? just... That's
0: a good question. I don't know if it's the lowest it's ever been, but it definitely is much lower than it is today. I see, and yeah. I think a lot of corporations are really enjoying this because if I'm, you, I'm sure they are. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, you've seen a lot of uh, a lot of news in the just about the fact that people are getting extra paychecks, bonuses, and stuff like that. It's very much a result of this. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Alright, Van. Is that favorite time of the episode. Oh, yeah? What's that? It's called Game Time. Oh, Game There's Time! A- Alright, Van. We're going to play
1: a game called Higher or Lower Tax Edition. Oh, Tax Edition. Are you excited? I like this. This is kind of like uh, my... Uh, I have Risk downstairs. That's Game of Thrones Edition. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Yeah, same thing. Same yeah. thing.
0: So, in this game, Van, we're going to provide you some individuals, well-known individuals and okay. some well-known companies. And I'm going to give you a tax saving number, okay? Sure. And you're going to guess if those tax savings are actually higher or lower than what I'm telling you. Okay. okay? So first person up, Steph Curry, no. Golden Warriors superstar. Okay. I know uh, you don't know who uh, he is. <laughs> no, I do. Uh, yeah. Sharpshooter. Okay? okay, sharpshooter. In no. the new tax bill, is his tax saving higher or lower than 500000 Tax savings. What, what was his income? His income level in 2016 was roughly $40 million. $40 million. So I'm going to guess... Lower? No, it's actually a little bit higher. Little higher? That's wow. right. He's going to be paying more than five hundred. No, 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 that's how much he's going to save. Oh, okay. yeah, he's going to save more than five hundred thousand in this oh. new bill. Okay. Oh, he's going to save. Okay, is this is a, all about saving. I'm you, tricking you. You're I'm tricking, tricking me. me. You're tricking me here. Come on, man. <laughs> all right, man. I'll give you another one. Okay. Warren Buffett, very uh, rich men. I know, man. Him. Yes, <laughs> you what? know him. Yeah. Um, is Warren Buffett going to save more or less? Than one billion dollars in under the new tax bill. Okay, I'm going to say he's going to save more. That's correct. Well done. Well done.
1: You're uh, one one for two. One for yeah. One for two.
0: Just, I'll give you a bonus point. Okay. If you can get guess how much he's going to save, roughly estimate. Again, all these are just rough numbers. Let's see. uh, So more than a billion, you said. So how much more? Maybe three billion. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Two to three billion. Oh. Two to three. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I wish I had two to three million dollars. That'd be nice. All right. What about our commander in chief, President Donald Trump? Okay. Is he gonna save more or less than ten million? More or less than ten million. Because we saw that he paid about fifteen million on his two thousand five tax return. Okay. That's two thousand five though. Yeah,
1: so. Okay. I'm gonna say he's gonna save he's gonna be saving more than them. You are correct. Okay.
0: So if we use based upon that same income, I don't know what it is because he, you know, we don't know. But he should, on the whole, overall, save more, um, and he's going to save a lot on his corporate tax rate mm, too. So okay, let's think right. about that. Right. So let's switch gears. So you're you're uh, two for three. Okay. Two for three. Yeah. yeah. Let's go yeah, to yeah, companies. See, see, I
1: didn't know who Steph Curry was. All so right. That's, fine. That's I, fine. <laughs> we'll give
0: you that. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway. So another sure. Warren Buffett. Right. Is. Are their tax savings going to be higher or lower
1: than forty billion dollars? See, I'm thinking there's it's going to be. Remember corporate tax rate twenty one percent, right? Right, they're going to save more than forty billion. No, not
0: quite that. No, not that quite, not quite there. They're going to save around thirty billion. Okay, so you know, hey, Mm. it's just thirty billion, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. What about Apple, iPhone maker, right? Okay. Are they going to save more or less
1: than $45 billion? $45 billion. Um, and what was the re- – do you have any idea what the revenue was and so forth? I don't know. Okay.
0: I'm just uh, – so I should say all these numbers, I'm not just making up. These okay. are numbers based on what they've paid in the past. I'm, okay. So I'm just going to take a guess here or uh, take a leap at – they're going to save more than that. They are. Oh. Not much more, but okay. $47 billion. Okay. So – and these are just based, again, on estimates. Sure. All right. Last one, Van. How about Amazon. Ooh, Amazon. I like Amazon. More or less yeah. than $1 billion in savings. More than $1 billion. Actually, less. Less? Just, wow. you know, $723 million. Okay. So, right, this game wasn't that great. <laughs> no, nah, well, I, I like Good game. enough. Good enough. <laughs> oh,
1: man. But, but like,
0: overall, I'm just trying to show you that the sheer amounts of money is, is staggering in terms of the corporate tax rate. Because uh, going to 21% really is quite a big
1: change. Right. So in a way, they're saving about 50% of the yeah, tax pretty much. Bill, right? Okay. pretty much. Now, does it make it easier? Uh, does, do they also have less deductions or and all that? Definitely there could be. I did not research mm-hmm. into corporate tax rates for uh, this episode. You didn't read uh, Chapter 5 in no, I Shakespeare... Didn't. No, <laughs> I
0: didn't. I was uh, pretty tapped out at the end of this. Stanza 6. I was like, oh, Line too much. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No more. But, uh, but, Van, I did I want to tell you just some other tidbits about the bill that I think might be important for our listeners all this is going to sunset on the personal tax side after 2025 it's going to revert back to what the law is today the corporate tax rate doesn't but the big thing that happened on the on the healthcare side is that the health insurance individual mandate man oh, do you remember this yeah yeah um, yeah we get those tax bill forms the last few years about did you have you had tax insurance right? right and if you don't have tax insurance you get a you get a fine they are basically repealing that okay and they're saying that now this is going to go into effect after December 31st, 2018. So it's really 2019 when it starts. So it And it doesn't sunset. So the other idea is this is... Really, Obamacare being repealed right. in some ways. So, because in a way, people are probably going to drop out if they don't have to exactly, sign up for it anymore. Exactly. Right? Okay. And people are going to end up, most people who drop out are going to be younger and healthier folks because they're like, I don't want to pay the extra money, right. et cetera, which will increase tax insurance premiums on most people who do have health insurance. Mm, so okay. it is. So what's the impact financially on that? I don't know. And that's, these right. are all elements, again, of this tax bill that you I have mean, to keep in mind. It's all macroeconomics at this point, right? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, one thing that I did thought might be interesting for you, Van, is uh, 529, did it get expanded? Right. right. Uh, I saw that. Oh, good. Yeah. So I thought this was really cool. Um, previously, as Van has mentioned to us in the past, it's really for only college and higher education related. Now they're basically giving you flexibility to include private school and K through 12 grade levels.
1: That's that's pretty cool, kind of neat. It's cool, but if you think uh, if you think about <laughs> saving for college, you, yeah, it's like you want to maximize it because you have no idea what college is going to exactly. cost, right? So you want to maximize it as much as you can. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, just a little bit more flexibility really? um, that's that's pretty cool though,
0: yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty neat um medical expenses deduction, I think this is a big one we talked about, and then the other part of this is the estate tax is effectively eliminated, and I say effectively because there was talk about actually getting rid of it completely, but they didn't ended up compromising it or about just doubling it, mm. which is in the past van if it was a uh, estate tax is basically tax you pay when you pass on your estate onto your next generation right it used to be you had an exemption of 11.2 million per individual per couple sure. right yeah um now they've doubled that to 22.4 so most that covers a lot more estates because right. that's a lot more money you had a lot more people who are on the bubble at 10 11 um, now at 22 you've just in basically surpass all of those people
1: okay so that's
0: another thing that um was passed was part of this so bill. you have 22 million or uh, uh, 22 million to not pass me on man. to your to your heirs. not me man <laughs> i hope one day after this podcast gets big that we will have that problem
1: okay so yeah here's to, here's to that right exactly <laughs> so Crazy. we're talking about all these changes though when does it actually take an effect so it's already in effect van January first
0: twenty eighteen for most of these bills um, unless there's a uh, specific rule that there wasn't, so it will impact you for tax year twenty eighteen is, is that why my suitcase of cash just feels a little lighter That's correct that's correct <laughs> fan. maybe you shouldn't be keeping a suitcase of cash, yeah you get a, you like a like a robber or something no just just for a rainy day. <laughs> Uh, but as as mentioned, you'll start seeing some of the withholding changes based upon the elimination of exemption. So mm-hmm. I mentioned if you don't change your W-4, it's actually just going to go ahead
1: and just roll into the new system, right? Got it. Okay. So Anything else, actually? I'm, I'm just fumbling for words right now. So. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think a lot of people are asking, well, what is the impact of this tax change on my day-to-day life, right? And I kind of pulled together three big Kind of broad stroke ideas, which is, as mentioned, the tax law does provide tax breaks. There's no question about that, but it's not as much as you might think. And it really requires you to work through your taxes to see what the actual plus minus is at the end of the day. A few, I don't know if uh, our listeners remember, but uh, when George Bush George W. Bush came in. He had given. He had come in after Bill Clinton, and Clinton had given a uh, a huge surplus in the government. If you remember, there was a thing called the Bush tax cuts. At that time, Bush' his idea was that there was too much money in the federal government. I should just give people back the money. Mm. So, if you look at that type of tax cut versus what we just encountered in 2017, it's very different. The tax cut there was truly a tax cut. They just said we're going to give people back money so everybody got more money right as opposed to this case i can't tell you if you're going to get more or not right it was very clear in that in those it's just that the the highest earners in the, in, in our economy got a huge a bigger tax cut sure. than folks on the bottom end but it's a tax cut nonetheless. Everybody got a tax cut.
1: But I, I could imagine that people who are single people, like let's say somebody coming out of college or working and all that, they would probably benefit quite a bit as well, right? Because they, in general, they would just get the standard deduction, and then yep. now they have double that. So yep. they would benefit absolutely. With as well, right? Yeah, and it absolutely... Uh, impacts people just differently depending on their situation it's not it's not until your life gets a little murky with kids and uh, property and things like that where we don't really know what's going to happen but for people who i would say that don't really have a lot of assets on uh, to their name yeah you know or just work their nine-to-five job then i think it would be a pretty big cut for them
0: yeah no that's a really good point van i mean it's just i mean you think about you said you mentioned children. The child tax credit is, is increased, but, you know, healthcare costs are no longer required to be purchased now. Right. So no more insurance. So does that impact your net net health insurance costs? Right. It does. And will the child tax credit be enough to cover that? You know, th- those are the things that you just have to evaluate one uh, one by one. So, and then we talked about the standard deduction. I think filings will increase on that um, 70 to 94%. But ultimately the last thing I want to mention here is that government deficit will increase under this bill Mm. because you are effectively taking out so much tax revenue, but you're still having to deliver the same amount of services. So it's either the government deficit will increase or government services will start getting cut. Mm. And that's ultimately probably what's going to happen. But keep in mind... This is under a certain administration. You have a new wave of people coming in. They could effectively change
1: this tax law right. next tomorrow and see what happens. So, right. so in, in a way, it's just – well, you were talking about either deficit will increase and government sh- the services will shut down. But it's probably going to be a combination of both, you would think, right? I do think so. I think you're going to – because they
0: just – there's going to be so much pushback about cu- cutting just like general services mm-hmm. to that degree um, and I think part of this is people are just going to have to understand that this is the new tax law, and you're going to have to budget accordingly. Okay, but yeah, very cool. So right. that that's it, Van. I I hope that was helpful for our folks and kind of getting an understanding of how the tax bill impacts them. But I encourage you, if you have any questions, please
1: uh, write in, and you know we'd be happy to answer as what as best we can. Right. So again, we we get all super giddy when we get these emails. So please uh, email us at. A wealth at gmail.com you can also message us at through our website and we actually got a few messages so far and and i think it's uh just keep in mind that we we do read every single email that you send us uh, or messages that you send us so and we try to reply back pretty quickly so make sure uh, if you have any questions just feel free to send us a message
0: yeah yeah thanks guys we'll talk to you soon all right take care